Hello and welcome to Forget the Numbers. This week on the show, we talk about the importance of taking responsibility for your own learning and how engaged learning can actually mean less study hours. We also look at recent news stories, including the legal ruling with huge ramifications for the music industry and how a European food delivery company is trying to tackle the global leaders, as well as answering student questions. I'm Connor and I'm joined by Alan. Hello, everybody. So we talked about that in the opening about um, the importance of taking responsibility for your own learning. And that's kind of a, I suppose there's a figure that's come up recently where we've talked about this almost 60-40 relationship between how far we can get students and what they actually have to be putting in themselves. Yeah, it's nearly like, um, I've nearly started thinking of like a one of these, con- a contract type thing that um, like when students come to us and they pay their subscription, whether it be monthly, quarterly or annually, and they're signing up and they know what they're getting and they're getting whatever access to the site and they're getting all the questions and they're getting the webinar week and all the things that the bootcamp and all the things that we offer. And that's us fulfilling the contract that we have with them. Um, and I think what's kind of missing sometimes is that in my head anyway, um, they're effectively signing a contract with us because if we're doing all this work, we want them to succeed. But just because we're doing it doesn't, oh, well, I've watched all the videos and yeah, I've seen all their answers. They're really good answers. I'm going to pass now. There is that kind of contract of like the students have to do a lot of the work and we can get them some of the way there. And I think we probably get them as far along the route as anybody can possibly do. And there's different ways and we give you different ways of learning and different ways of studying and different programs. But if you as a student or as a user of Learn Signal isn't taking responsibility for fulfilling your part of the bargain, and I nearly find when you subscribe with us, you are kind of this you're kind of signing up with a contract with us and that's saying to us, Well, like you're doing all this work, you're making all this effort, you're making trying to make um me pass the exam and I'm ex- expect I'm also accepting that if I don't do a certain amount of work that I won't pass the exam. And I kind of feel, well, you're disappointed when you, if you fail an exam, well, so are we, we're, we're, yeah. nearly, we're nearly as disappointed. And that's not just saying we are, because we kind of feel we put a lot in to trying to get you to pass your exam. And we kind of end up going, oh, why didn't they pass? And we've, what, what else can we do? Yeah, I think it's, it's that idea that people think you can get away with this kind of passive learning that, yeah. you know, probably stems a bit from back in the days when you go to a classroom and you might sit there for a few hours, but realize you haven't taken anything in. You really have to engage with it. And everything I suppose we have on our site is about engaging with that. It's like signing up for boot camp isn't enough that's you're, you're not gonna you know that's not gonna get you all that knowledge get you all that practice it's signing up and then really engaging with it it's the same as the people who come on the webinars and are asking lots of their questions and um, it's that yeah I suppose it's that engaged learning and kind of realizing there's an element that you have to teach yourself you can't just sure. listen and expect it all to resonate with you it's, it's funny we were talking in the office earlier and this came up in a, in a slightly different way but um, Somebody was saying how um, they were talking about somebody doing kind of school exams and said how kind of all of in school and um, different people are telling me they're 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 partying and they're out all the time and stuff. um, But they're doing really well in exams. And how do they do so well in exams when they're spending no time studying? And I think what people hear is they kind of I didn't really work very hard and I did really well in my exam. 
that's because for some reason they don't want to share the fact that I did all the hour studying. I was awake till two o'clock yeah. in the morning. If you walk by my house at, at like in the middle of the night, you'll see my light on, you'll see me crouch over my desk because people feel like so other people who are listening to these are beginning to believe, oh yeah, I only have to do this bit and I'll pass. And they go, I yeah. did it. Why didn't I pass? And they passed. It's because you listen to them and they're wrong people to listen to. And they were actually up all night studying. Yeah. <laughs> and they never went out. And, <laughs> and they gave up things that in order to get their exams, it's just for whatever reason, they didn't want to to share that. Yeah. And, and people like to believe there's an easy solution and they kind of hold on to that hope that it's, oh, I heard someone did ACC yeah, yeah, and they yeah. actually, yeah. I, I went on the breeze. internet yeah. and the internet told me. <laughs> yeah. And it must be true. And I just think there's a... There's this kind of intrinsic agreement um, that I think students must have with us um, that we are doing everything we can and constantly, and even before this podcast started, we talked about an idea that we had to help again for, for the next sitting. But you have to accept personal responsibility. It's not learn signal who get the result that you get. Yeah. It's you who gets it. It's your record. Um, and we do feel the pain, but we also know, um, and the exam reports, like the days of rote learning are gone. It's not about kind of print, get, having 20 pages of notes and spending, like when I was in college, an hour before the exam, inside <laughs> the exam hall, yeah. remembering the five things of this and the seven things of this and the 14 things of this and going in and regurgitating and, and getting a really good mark. That's so far gone. That's so old fashioned now. That yeah. it, it's just it's not the way to pass exams and we a lot of what we do and a lot of the what the, the team and learn signal do is you know it's about trying to motivate um motivate the students and we talk about this a lot and it's not really it's not about trying to motivate you to just watch one video or motivate you to do a bit of study now it's really trying to motivate you to take responsibility for your study and motivate you for that whole journey and and can you know trying to show to you that this is what you want and you have to put a lot into achieve that so it's kind of almost like an, an exercise in empowerment trying to show it is, you it is the benefit you of can it. you can kind of and like across sports it's about you'll hear coaches and managers always talking about it's not always the the best naturally gifted person that gets into the yeah. team or who wins the tournaments or wins the trophies it's about that person who has the ability to 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 really push themselves and to go to those places that are sometimes more difficult but are, are worth it in the end and they get the reward yeah. for putting the effort and the work in and those, generally those people if you want to call them naturally gifted are left behind pretty quickly because it is you don't get anything for free everything requires hard work yeah and i think staying on that sports analogy you know the if someone's trying to get fit the, the person doesn't get fit if they just go for a run every time they're told go out for a run now yeah. you have to take that responsibility you have to be pushing yourself you know yourself when you go out for that run going for runs yourself it's the same with us you're not going to get through all the material if you only watch a video or do a question every time we say do a question now you have to really bring that into your own study well i think um, it's a do you mentioned the word passive it's and we were doing something recently where we talked about like um passive listening and active learning and if you yeah. want to be successful you have to be actively learning rather than passively listening yeah and circling back to another thing we mentioned at the start and i think sometimes when people hear that they get a bit scared off because they think 
I have to, you know, that active learning, I have to do 150 hours of hard study. Where is that? But we've been talking during the week and for anyone who saw an email during the week, there's there's these kind of guidelines given to students and they're, they're time guidelines, but you yeah. can't base, there's no general time that someone has to do that's going to get them through the exam. It's really about this engaged learning and studying smarter that we talk about. So we actually think, you know, what some of these these average figures are given, you, you can get through the material in a much shorter time if you're doing all the work and really engaged in it. Well, we'll continue on the sports analogy because that's what we seem to use <laughs> that's a lot. That's what we, we seem so, to use. So um, if you go back maybe 20, 30 years and you look at sports like uh, football, rugby, the kind of physical team sports, and you go to pre-season training, and pre-season training was all about, okay, run for two hours, run for three hours, run for as long as you can. And then the next night, run longer than you did the last night. Yeah. Now, if you look at pre-season training, it's about doing 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 15 minutes again. It's yeah. about sharp, um, short, really good, um, efficient yeah. exercise mm -hmm. that gets you fitter and gets you match ready. Instead of this, like I remember training, kind of run around the pitch how many times until you can't run anymore. Yeah, and you'd be yeah. running around this football pitch thinking, like, what's happening? Yeah. And your your brain is bored and you're, yeah, you're beginning I did to. 30 laps last time, so I'm going yeah, to have to do 31. And the guy is standing there ticking yeah. every time you run by him, he's ticking out the thing. But that doesn't really happen anymore. Like, it's all about. Um, the, what gives you the stamina yeah. is is the short stuff that you've done months before. So when these guys are playing finals in April, May next year, it's the work that they did in advance. It's the work that they did in August and September that's standing to them now. Yeah, it's that and intensity. It's, it's intensity in. rather than... So for somebody to say, if somebody came in to me and stood in front of me now and said, I worked really, really hard for half an hour and I was completely exhausted... And then somebody else did, I did three hours, I probably could have done four or five. I would go for the person who did yeah. the half an hour because for that half an hour, they put everything they had into it. And I think that's what we try, that's, that's our model. It's about getting that half an hour of efficiency that you come away feeling like you have achieved something. Whereas the other person has done three hours of running. It's kind of, I, I've probably left some behind me there. I could probably do some more. I didn't really push myself. I yeah. kind of did enough. That'll get me by. But it won't get them by. It'll be that person who did the half an hour. And and like sports science has moved that way completely. Why surely the same applies for education. Your brain is as much as a as a important muscle in your yeah. body as your legs are when you're running. So and it what's comes the back to the thing of not kidding yourself, and that's kinda of like we said, that you're in that contract committing on your side because I think we all know when we're not studying officially or, you know, yeah. same with running, if you're not really pushing yourself, anything, you, you know when you're not getting the max out of it. So it, it really is about just, you know, being honest with yourself and then just putting the hard work in for those times that you are doing it. It's really, it's always really hard to admit to yourself because you can hide behind other things and you can, you can kind of lie and tell and exaggerate. So when you're telling other people, you can, and, 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 you're kind of you feel like you're lying to yourself because other people are believing it. Yeah. But if you actually sat down and really on your own and thought about it for for a minute and was on, you were honest with yourself, you'd know whether you put everything into it. Yeah. You'd know whether you had more, and, and 
you'd know probably what we're saying now probably at some point does apply to you. Yeah, and I think people use people use time as kind of a scapegoat because they said, oh, well, even if it wasn't great work, I did four hours. So they mm. say, oh, well, I did four hours study, but you know yourself if that was good. So don't... Four hours study doesn't give you any marks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think the, the key thing there is just really committing to it, not kidding yourself, and then just putting that hard work in for those kind of efficient periods of study. If you're enjoying listening to the Forget the Numbers podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you could rate us on your podcast provider. So our first story, the European Court of Justice has ruled that artists now cannot sample other artists' work without their permission. So this comes from a ruling that Germo Electro Pop Group Kraftwerk have won a 20-year copyright battle over a two-second clip which was used by a hip-hop artist. So obviously this is huge ramifications for the whole music industry as it means that now any recognisable sample must be authorised by the original producer. So this is going to set a huge precedent and obviously for any artist that a lot of their work does involve sampling, this probably completely changes the their career going forward or, or the level of work they have to do to get that into a song. Um, yes, yeah, so what, what do you I, think I, f- I feel like we should involve Kevin, our producer yeah. here, because yeah, he, yeah. he knows more about it than we do. Yeah. But, uh, I've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, like, I always wonder about music, actually. I know we're talking about an accounting podcast, but I always wonder about music is how many notes are there? Surely a lot of music sounds similar, and how do you tell yeah. the difference? And there's a case this week about Katy Perry losing I a court that. case. Yeah. Is it a, a Christian rap song yeah. from America yeah. or something that, that she got? And uh, But I think if you look at music and, and music is no different than, than most industries and you're like oh, this is going to be massive but your streaming music was massive and what, mm. like, and at the time artists were saying we're not going on that we're being underpaid but what streaming did was massively reduce the amount that um, basically people stole from the internet and downloaded illegally from the internet and it actually made it kind of it nearly made it too cheap to bother to do it illegally yeah um, so I don't th- I think at the time like People go, oh, this is massive and this is amazing and stuff. And and I don't really like the music they're talking about anyway, so it doesn't matter. I won't be listening to Seven. it. But it is that kind of industries do adapt. And like I know we did this music part for something like SBL, especially. So when's the case study? And like it's an important thing to remember. Like it's not, it doesn't, yes, there are negatives and there will be people who will lose out, but there'll also be people who are opportunistic and who will gain from it. Yeah. Um, and it's like whatever. Like people still say they own the happy birthday song, but like, does that mean somebody's knocking in your kitchen every time you sing happy birthday in your house? The, the, there's ways yeah. around everything, but it won't it won't be the end of the world for the industry, I don't think. No, and I think um, you do see a lot of those. There's always cases cropping up, and just on your point about how they do it, because sometimes it it doesn't even sound that similar, but they yeah. have these kind of music experts that can tell like what degree notes are similar to uh, to kind of pattern it out so it is mad but I think now it didn't mention it like what degree can this be applied retrospectively can then you say well they they used this song back that was really successful there's a bill for 5 million from 10 years ago when you used this for a song and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of big cases you see I suppose what what people complain with some of this is for the you know the the big the bigger artists can pay for it and they can afford and they can use it but is there some smaller artist that's restricted? But, but I then the feel smaller artists won't be sued because it's not worth their while to go yeah, after them. Yeah. They've got no money, so it will be it'll be the Katy Perry's of the world going to court defending usage of these things, or it'll more 
actually it, in this case it'll probably more likely be the re- big record companies yeah. because they've actually done the sampling they've do- they own the songs in a lot of a lot of cases yeah and it's you know it does seem fair it's not <laughs> you are sampling someone else's work i was actually yeah. surprised with sampling because it seems like you could sample but you couldn't have songs that sounded too similar that weren't sampled before yeah. which seems um a bit backwards so yes stay tuned there could be a lot of bills coming for producers which is probably a good <laughs> thing for kevin here and our next story then is there's a dutch delivery company called takeaway.com that is in the process of trying to take over rival just eat so this all share deal would create a combined value of around 9.8 billion and 40 million customers and it comes as they are trying to um face the competition against the kind of global leaders like Uber Eats and Deliveroo. Mm. So this is kind of a, an industry that has been revamped by tech. I think it said food delivery is one of the fastest growing industries in the European tech sector. Um, and it's kind of this modern phenomenon that you can now get nearly any food with the push of a button in an app. Is that because we're so lazy, though? I think it's it's a tech and harness laziness. There's there's an element of that. It's like people will go on a 10k run and then they won't walk around the corner to collect their food. Um, But yeah, it's and again, it's like an industry that's growing. And um, to grow in an industry, it's all about companies have to kind of come together, especially when like Uber Eats and Deliveroo, when they kind of start um, growing and they become much bigger than everybody else. Does you can kind of be you can organically challenge them, but that takes a long, long time. Yeah. And what you'll find, and the same thing happened in online betting companies. What you'll find is that if there's one or two leaders, that the companies below will start merging or taking over each other, and all of a sudden two or three of them get together and they become as big yeah. as one of the other ones. And that se- seems to be what. So this is a Dutch company, and I think it was kind of this tech unicorn from Holland that just took off, but then they acquired for a billion the kind of German leader. This, okay. I think it's called Delivery Hero. Um, but now we're obviously trying to tackle Just Eat, who I think are struggling, but would be very big in the UK and Ireland. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like you said, it's it's kind of trying to merge all these together. Well, so you're merging to, all those to together, getting the, the amount of customers that you get because you're, you're it's all, this whole thing that it's like you're, you're purchasing that goodwill. It's what companies are selling for. They're not selling for the price of the assets and the nuts and bolts and the they, they're selling for the goodwill which is mm. the people are buying them because you have a customer list of millions of people in Germany and Ireland yeah, and the UK yeah. and whatever else and it's been able to kind of market them straight away is yeah. where the real value of the companies are and then I think like even other big global players like I know Amazon I'm not sure is it Uber Eats or Deliveroo I think it's Deliveroo that they have you know quite a big stake in that now that they're mm. getting involved because obviously the nature of their business it would lend itself to something like that well and you know yourself walking around the streets of Dublin has just seen those Deliveroo guys just, but yeah bicycles and, bicycles and, and everywhere and everything yeah and like it's it's, it's phenomenal and like outside most restaurants it's not or even the queues when you go in half the queue is generally the Deliveroo guys picking food for everybody yeah. so it's, it's clearly there's clearly yeah, the something, something in it um, but it's going to be, it, it is interesting. It's how natural competition will, will, will build, I guess. And hopefully, um, at the end of the day, it's good for the consumer because the more competition there is at the higher end, yeah. the more price competition there'll be for the consumer, hopefully. But it also probably eliminates, you know, previously companies had their own delivery drivers and, you know, pizzas, delivery, everything, I suppose, is starting to take that over because 
people would naturally just go on Deliveroo to order a pizza. Yeah, it's not worth your while having your own staff now. Yeah. So that, that's what's a little bit different, but um, that's how businesses evolve and, and people evolve. And there's no point in having your own pizza drivers if nobody is ringing you to get pizza <laughs> delivered. Yeah. So that, that's kind of. Uh, but I think in that industry, there seems to be as many jobs as needed right now for anybody who wants to hop on a bike and deliver food. Each week at the end of the show, we answer questions sent in by our listeners. You can send your questions in by email to podcast at learnsignal.com or tweet us at LearnSignal. So on to our student questions. This comes in from Shazeb in Pakistan. I struggle with answering current issues questions. Can you advise? I think this was in relation to SBR, but it's really any current issues that come across in a lot of subjects. Yeah, read the examiner report and the articles. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that was an SBR there was, and those two other papers where the examiner said they, if they had read the most recent article, they would have been able to answer yeah, the full question. I think it was SBR was one I of think, them. And I think Advanced Audit or APM. Yeah, I looked, or they, both. There was a specific, it was the question, I think it was Audit because it, it was on, um, yeah, and it was a specific question. And if you just read that, you would have got full marks yeah. in the question because you just needed the context of that to bring into your answer. Like these guys in the examining team, and I, I keep on saying it, I know what, how they feel sometimes because we keep saying it and nobody seems to listen to us and they keep saying it and nobody seems to listen to them. But they write probably, it depends on the group, but maybe two to four articles a year. Yeah. And like you kind of think, well, we're an examining team and we've decided to write an article that we put on the website for students to find. It's not published anywhere else. They're not happen to be putting it in a newspaper and throw it on the mm. website. So they're telling students, here's what's on our mind. Now, if you're an examining team and you say, this is what's on my mind, I'm not going to waste my time thinking, oh, I'll write a diff completely different question. I'm going to write the question that's on my mind. And like, th yeah. this has always been the way with ACCA. So when you look at current issues, and like nearly every subject, especially in strategic professional, has a current issue section. Now, those current issues, they're never defined in the, the syllabus. They never say current issues include because they're trying to keep it as up your your teaching and, and what you're learning as up to date as possible. So the only way, even us as, as providers, the only way really re, we can identify what the current issues are are the articles written in, in yeah. the Yeah, and you have to remember the they, the examining team also have to cover their own tracks. They're not going to put something on the exam and every student's going to complain and say, well, yeah. where was I supposed to see this? There needs to be a bit of a path and logic yeah. to it. So... Then if a student gets on and says, I, where's this current issue? They say, well, there was an article released in June. If you'd read that, you would have got it. And I think we do a day, every subject has, and during boot camp, every subject has a day where we say, you try some questions, but the main part of it is to read the last four articles. Isn't that what we do on those days? Yeah, it's uh, always built into And it. you kind of go, I now wonder, because sometimes we're surprised, but even the people who don't do boot camp questions, I, I just have it in my head that 90%, 99% of students on the day when they say read the four articles are thinking, oh, this is like a day off. We don't have to do anything today. And like, I think there's a, I'm nearly sure it was SBR, was a 20 mark question based on an article. And definitely 15 of the 20 marks. It was to do an FX or something. Yeah. And uh, 15 of those 20 marks were if you had read a three page article. I just go, oh. yeah, it's, and then when people go, why did I get forty seven percent? Now you know why. Yeah, it's just a, a simple thing. And, and I think in the SBR one, they said it was the least answered question, when it was the one that was right there. So, like, 
Shazeb, if sorry, I hope I said that right. Um, that's how the, the current issues are decided by the examining teams and they're so well flagged. And I would say if you read the last four articles before your exam, I'd say definitely one in every two exams would be something relevant in there, if not every exam. So um, please do that. So we're going to finish up there today. The one last thing to remind you all about is webinar week starts next week. So you should have all got emails with registration links. But for whatever subjects um, that you're sitting in September, you can register for a specific webinar for that subject where the tutor will be going through all you need to know to pass that exam. So once again, thanks for listening and hopefully we'll see you next week. Bye bye, everybody.